you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Earlier this week, I had the most incredible opportunity to have a conversation with Belinda Ellsworth. Now, for those of you listening who may not know who she is, which I'm sure most of you do, but just in case you don't, Belinda has over 40 years of experience in the direct sales industry. She's known worldwide as a direct sales expert. She's the founder of Step Into Success. She's the best-selling author of the book, Direct Selling for Dummies. She has developed a special planner just for direct sellers and so many more things. She's amazing. In this episode, she gives a glimpse into how she got started and how she went from a drummer in a band, (laughs) yes, you heard me correctly, to a six-figure direct sales earner in just a short period of time. She also reflects on the year 2020 and how just one short year ago, or one long year ago, I should say, her entire business changed in just seven days. And she shares a little behind the scenes look at how she pivoted and came out on top and succeeded through a crazy year. She also gives so many tips throughout the episode on how you can experience success in your own direct sales business. And here's a hint. It's not as hard as you think. So grab a notebook, grab a pen, and I hope you enjoy. I am so honored to have Belinda Ellsworth on the podcast today, especially because today is International Women's Day. That just lined up so perfectly. We did not plan that. But today is International Women's Day, and how appropriate to have Belinda Ellsworth, direct seller expert, on the show today. So thank you so much for being my guest. Oh gosh, it's my pleasure. And I'm glad that that worked out too. That's so exciting. I was just talking with this, um, with another company and just how we really need to be promoting this in the direct selling world because it's such a big deal. And so this is, uh, really great, super coincidence, uh, that this worked out. I love it. Yes. And here at Directly Different, we're all about encouraging and inspiring women, not just today, but every day. So like you said, we need to always be thinking about that every day is Women's Day, right? So, all right. So just to get started, just in case people who are listening do not know who you are, which I'm sure they do, but just in case, tell us a little bit about yourself and about your family. Sure. So a little bit about myself. I started in this industry a very long time ago. I was only 18 years old. And so we'll just say that that was 40 plus years ago. And (laughs) I was 18 and I really just, I was playing in a band and I just really, somebody said, you ought to do this. And I thought, what the heck? I won't have to go get another supplemental job. This will be my supplemental job. And so I played in clubs 
on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I did shows on Mondays and Tuesdays, and that was it. But I always tell people, even back then, I just committed to two days, and people fell in line with that. We so often make ourselves available forever, and then nobody takes anything. And so when I just said, I do my shows on Mondays and Tuesdays, people picked. Um, and I had every single Monday and Tuesday booked for probably 18 months. And I just did it. It was my part-time job, and that's how I looked at it. And I made really good extra income. And then I was traveling more with the band outside of the area. And so I kind of quit direct sales for a few years. And then I got married and I started my family. And then it was the perfect fit. It was, okay, now I'm going to be serious about it. And I took off and got very serious about it. I worked with two different direct sales companies during 16 years that I was in the field. It actually turned out to be eight with each, which was kind of funny and um, did very, very well. The first eight years, I was just superstar seller, mediocre recruiter. Like I was okay. When I say mediocre, I still recruit one to two month on a regular basis. But when I joined the second company, I just decided, okay, I've got enough experience. Now I'm going to focus my energy on building teams and creating programs to really streamline that, like create a system. And so with that organization, within a year and a half, I had reached the complete top of the career plan and was making a six-figure income with them. And I was still 29 years old. Mm. So it was really exciting. And But I also learned lots of programs and systems that I would later then go on to develop. So then in 1995, uh, with the encouragement of several motivational speakers that actually heard me speak at our own conference. So they were the guest speaker and they heard me like doing training also. And they were like, oh my gosh, you're a complete wasted talent here. You need to be on your own. And I thought, wow, I never had really entertained that idea. But then I was like, you know what, I could. And so then I did. And it really allowed me to take all the knowledge and everything I had done after 16 years and start teaching that to other people to be super successful. I love this industry. And now my mission after 26 years of having my own company step into success has really been to help other people be successful because it elevates everybody. It elevates the entire industry. It makes it more credible. The more people that have a success story, the more credibility that we gain. And so I really focus on creating the best tools as well as courses and programs that can help people be as successful as they personally want to be. And so for the last 26 years, that's what I've been doing. I do speaking, training, you know, keynotes. I do leadership events. I do webinars. And then I also uh, have a membership group for direct sellers, which is incredible. Uh, it, we, we teach everything in there. I can go into more detail on that later, but we do that. Uh, I host a podcast now called Work From Your Happy Place and uh, have a couple of books under my belt with a couple more coming up this within the next year. So it's really exciting. Lots of exciting things happened. I had to learn to really pivot my business this last year because my, all my speaking engagements, I lost every one of them within a seven day window of time. Every single one for an entire year, an entire year's worth of work was just gone in seven days. 
And so moving that cruise ship was no easy feat. No but, pun intended, right? Cruise ship. I know. <laughs> yes, I know. that was literally a year ago, right now. Oh my goodness. It was. It yes. was. And so I really kind of put the nose to the grind, you know, like I really said, okay, I got to figure out a new way to do business. And, um, and we did, and, and it's been incredible. We can chat about that more too, but um, that, that's a little bit about me. I, I've got a best-selling book, Direct Selling for Dummies, and I've received some awards within the Direct Selling Association for partnership awards and my consulting work that I do with direct selling companies. And so that's been my whole you know, adult life has been working in this direct sales industry in a yes. nutshell. <laughs> yes, yes. And yes, you are so accomplished and just an expert in the field. And so many people look up to you, me included. So you said you've been, this has been your life for the last 26 plus years. And so what do you, who do you have at home? So when you say, who do I have at home? That's so funny because <laughs> right now it's nobody. No. <laughs> so, um, I have two children from a pre from my previous marriage and they are both in their thirties. So 35 and almost 37, which seems absolutely impossible. So they were really raised on my doing direct sales in the field and then I got remarried after I'd already started my speaking business and everything. And then I have a 16 year old. So my kids are 20 years apart <laughs> uh, and she is, is pursuing a, a performing arts uh, track. And so she is in a performing arts high school, which is not here. So <laughs> she is in boarding school and very fortunately they have, really created sort of this bubble within the, the school. So she actually has been going to school, which is, is nice. So we see her on, you know, breaks and things like that, but she's soon to be 17, which just seems impossible, but she's living her dreams absolutely to the fullest right now. That's amazing. I love to hear that. All right. So something else we have in common, which is so fun. Okay. We, first of all, we love the direct sales industry. We're obsessed with it. <laughs> I think that's safe to say. And I, we also have something else in common. We both live in Michigan, the great state of Michigan. And what oh, do you love? Gosh. Yes. What do you love most about Michigan? Oh, I love <laughs> everything about Michigan except the winters. Why don't we just, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a real fan of the winters. I do think it's pretty sometimes. I can enjoy the beauty of the winter sometimes, but uh, I'm just am tired like uh, of the cold weather. But other than that, I absolutely love spring. I love the summers here. I think there's not a better summer anywhere. And we have the most spectacular falls. So honestly, mm -hmm. What's not to love about Michigan except the freezing cold winter? <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's what That's people right. get so hyper focused on. And pretty soon, I think I'm just going to be like one of those snowbirds. I'm just <laughs> going to start leaving and go rent a house in Florida for a couple of months. That's right. That's right. I always tell people that. I say our summers are 100% worth <laughs> our very cold winters because, yes, you're right. Summer and fall are just amazing. I just can't even, I can't describe it to people because it's just, oh, it's glorious. <laughs> it's the countdown's on. We're getting there. <laughs> I know, I know. All 
right. So you've been in direct sales since you were 18. So tell us a little bit about how the direct sales industry has changed since then. I mean, even five or 10 years ago, it's so different than then, but tell us how it has changed over the years from when you first started in direct sales to now. Absolutely. So for sure, the first part of that, of what has changed, and this is kind of interesting, but the first part, of course, is the internet. So if you can imagine, we didn't even have the internet then when I was doing the business. So the business was done completely with in live meetings and I did weekly meetings. And some people think weekly meetings, but that's just the way you communicated with people. And we did uh, everything was by phone. So we had the phone and we had meetings and we actually sent letters to people like a real live newsletter that went into the mail that, you know, when my team was huge, I would type up and I would send out. And, um, and then as sort of email started to happen, so I still was in the field as that started to occur. Then we had opportunities to do that and three-way calling became available. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but then that was like a big, you're like, whoa. So now I can actually do a three-way conversation with a lead and another person. So that was awesome. And then we were doing everything still through these live meetings. So back then we actually had a 150 mile radius of which you could recruit in. And that wasn't unusual for companies back then because they didn't want you all spread out because you had no way of servicing or supporting that team. And so I had Michigan and then I had Ohio and then the company would allow me then as I grew those territories to take on additional states. So I only had about four states really that all of my recruits were in. So it wouldn't be unusual for a couple hundred people to show up to a weekly meeting. And I know we just don't see that anymore today and which is unfortunate. So in, in that way, it's easy to recruit anybody anywhere. Com territories completely went away and you could send out messages to your entire team via email. Like everything was just became streamlined and became more systematic, which was nice. But I'll be super honest with you in at least initially the amount that the consultants sold per consultant was much higher than what it is today. And what's interesting about that is more people then weren't working another full-time job. So more people came in. Some people did do this as a part-time job. I had plenty of, you know, part-timers, but they took it serious as a part-time job. Uh, there wasn't as much, I think, side hustles, if you will. And now we have, you know, 94% of people do this business alongside another job. So where it, it used to be probably when I first started, uh, you know, it was, only 40% of people, then 60 and then 80, and now we're up to 94. So that means like the majority of people doing this. So that is another big change that has continued to happen over the years. And then of course, the next, there's other little things that happened in between there, but the next biggest explosion, of course, was social media. And then that became the next game changer. And that has continued to evolve as a game changer. So at first it was just, you've got, you know, these social media platforms of which you can reach more people. And now it's become the ways to do your online parties and to do actual do business. At first it was just more of networking and doing online marketing. 
And now there's actually online selling as well as online marketing. And they, and they are two very different things. And I think that's where many people today utilizing social media actually get confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the biggest changes in the industry. And so with that comes the average consultant and what they're selling. It's like we are working more to the masses. So that's why you need much larger teams of people that are doing probably less than what they did 20 years ago. But I also know, though, that we had very strong, I don't want to say rules, but like um, policy around launching, like in in suggestions around the way that you launch. Like just to give people an example, when I launched my business, in 1979, uh, it was you could get your kit on consignment, but you had to, before they would give you that kit, so I only had to pay like $25 for the kit, and it was an ex- quite extensive kit, and they would give that to you if you came to the table with your six host already dated with their guest list, mm. and it had to be in a two-week time frame. So I had to show up with six guests, you know, guest list and six hosts in a two week time frame. But I'll tell you what, it launched my business. I had bookings coming out of my ears and I never really was trying to figure out where's my next booking coming from. And I do think that's the biggest mistake that people make today is this failure to launch. They just, I'll see how it goes. They just drill along to the point where they never create any momentum. And so they never really see the success they want. So I always tell people, you know, even though this isn't a policy or a rule, you're, you would still be smarter to launch yourself properly in today's world of direct selling. So that's like the biggest difference is back then people had rules and policies and procedures and today they don't. And, but if they would still like start strong, they would see greater success. Now people kind of limp along and sometimes people come in and they buy their kit and they absolutely never sell not one single thing. And so that's a big difference as well. So I still believe in people really launching themselves because I never had a single person, not a single one that didn't sell something. Mm-hmm. And most of them sold enough to pay off that kit because in commissions, because they got the kit on consignment. So it's just a difference in the way that people look at it, but it's interesting. So platforms have changed technology has changed but so has people's behaviors Mm -hmm. and I think that if people could get back to launching properly with the behaviors I think people are like the amount that people are able to sell now online doing online parties and multiple uh host parties online so we used to do multiple host parties live which is interesting but we weren't able to do them all over. We would just rent this facility like a church hall or a community center in a city. And several of us would go in together and we would do those. So I would have anywhere from four to nine hosts in a night. And so we were pulling the the multiple host event thing years ago, but it was just more costly and you were more limited to the people right in your immediate area. Mm -hmm. Now back to the strong start idea and what do you think is the shift from years ago when people were starting off strong, you know, it was no question, oh, I'm going to, 
I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a try. Of course I'll, yes, of course I'll do six parties and, you know, come up with that before I even start. And now today, like you said, some people join and they don't sell a thing. So what do you think, how do you think that shifted? Like, what do you, what do you think was the shift there? Like, what do you think happened in between those two time periods that people are now are like, uh, maybe I'll give it a try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I know I said that when I joined, I was like, well, I'll give it a try. And if it doesn't work, oh, well, and then it did. So I was very thankful, but I, there, there is such a shift between then and now. <laughs> really? The only thing is, and this is funny, but back then it was, you had to. So I, just to give you a little bit of sort of perspective here. So it started out, it, you had to have six parties in two weeks and most of the companies were that way and people did it. And then we got into like the eighties, late eighties, early nineties, and it switched to companies had a contract when you joined and you had to fill the contract out. This is when we were still faxing things in. <laughs> and so you had to fill that out and it was required to do six parties in 30 days. So they moved the needle from two weeks to 30. And so then people still though filled out that contract and got their, and what the activity rate went down to is back when I first started, the average consultant held about six parties a month, the average, okay? And then when it switched to, you had to do six in 30 days, it switched to about three and a half to four parties in a month is what the average consultant did. Mm. Um, some of them were, were five. So it went from like six to seven to like four to five. And then people took that contract away when faxing was done. And then you couldn't <laughs> like, but it was before scanning was available and after faxing was over. So it, they just said, you know what? We're not going to make them put it on a contract. They can just go online, sign up, get their kit whatever. Well, now there's nothing that you have to do. And so consequently, it went down to the average consultant in the industry was doing 2.8 parties a month mm. or 2.5. So if you just look at that, it just goes to show you when the parameters were in place, people did what they were told. And when the parameters, as they loosened up, people loosened up. What's really interesting about that is I always say the number one reason or the, the hardest struggle for people in being in a direct sales business is learning how to be self-employed, is learning how to be self-disciplined. So back in the day when we told people, you have to do this in order to join or in order to start, then people did it. And then as we began to take away those parameters, people then said, whatever, and now the kit costs have changed to where they're even, it's more affordable to join. And now people have social selling kits. And so for people to spend less than $100 even, that amount, you go drop $100 at Target in a blink of an eye. You know, it's, it's just the average amount that a, a customer would even spend, let alone joining a business. And so there's not a lot of skin in the game. And then, which I think is okay. So I'm not saying, oh, kits should be really high. I'm not saying that at all. But then we don't really ask them to do anything for getting that. So then they go, well, you know what? If I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. I still have got some products and it didn't really cost me anything. And, and it's all good. Like, mm -hmm. it's just this sort of attitude. I guess attitudes changed due to lack of, you know, structure. Mm-hmm. 
So what you're saying is that we probably should bring faxing back. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't bring faxing no, back. Don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was awful. <laughs> so speaking of so many changes, and we talked about this a little bit ago, but one year ago, everything was changing literally by the minute. And your business of in-person speaking and training and all, I mean, not just in-person, but mostly a lot of in-person speaking gigs that went away. Like you said, within one week, it was, it was gone. So tell us about 2020 and how it was for you and just what you, you know, how you, how it impacted your business, your specific business and how you turned that into something awesome. So a couple of things. First of all, I always in, encourage people to within their business is think of it as different streams of income within my same business. And so there, I call them buckets. Okay. So this is how I'm going to earn my income. And my number one go-to is going to be this. So for like some people in direct sales business, I'll explain this so they can understand. I've always taught you should be doing your business in multiple ways. So I teach a whole program called five ways to work your business. So before COVID, people did it online, they did it in person, they did it at trade shows, they did one-to-one -one personal servicing. And so there were multiple ways that they could work their business. And, and most people had a number one and a number two, you know what I mean? Like I prefer to go into the home. I love this way. I'll dabble a little bit online and I do enjoy doing the occasional trade show. So like but then somebody else says, I work my business predominantly through trade shows and then I'll do one-to-one -one with customers because I just love that piece of it. So, and, and there is no right or wrong. Like seriously, you pick your buckets and then, but that's where your energy goes. So goes that, should go that energy. And if I'm at least having several buckets and I'm focusing my main energy, if something happens to that, such as COVID, I can switch my bucket. And now it can't get my number one energy, but I've already got this one over here rolling so I can shift my energy. So under that umbrella of what I'm just talking about, our main bucket was live speaking. That's what I did. That's where I made my money, probably 65, maybe percent even to support my whole company, not just myself, but my staff. I have six staff members. And so when then we also had the membership group, which was a bucket. And then we also have our products, which is a bucket. And one of those being the planner, which is a biggest part of that bucket that I've sort of shifted in just the last four years. So when COVID happened and we had absolutely zero income coming in and I had to support a staff of six and myself, there were a couple of people that said, you know, this is a really good time for me. I'm just gonna take the mandatory layoff. I just wanna be at home and do whatever. And so we, we were able to shorten up the staff a little bit by choice. Um, and we were able to get the, you know, the PPP loan for that, but that really only covered, I don't think people even realized that literally covered two and a half months of payroll. Mm. So it's just like, oh gosh, now I got two and a half months to get something mm -hmm. figured out. And so um, we 
uh, already had the bucket of our membership going. So I started putting more energy on it, more gas on that fire. So, okay, shift my energy. We've got to make that site better. We got to build it up. I got to put more energy into it. I got to, you know, do some cool things in there. <laughs> and that's what we did. And, and we have been able to build that up stronger than it's ever been. And it is absolutely one of the best direct selling memberships that is available at the lowest cost. Like we offer more than anybody at the lowest cost. Mm. And I, and I don't do that because I'm like, Oh, it's not that valuable. Some people even say to me, I actually had direct sellers say, if you would charge more, I would be a part of it. Mm. I'm like, are you insane? And, um, because they feel like, well, it can't be good if it's only $15. And it's like, no, I, I've always believed in the philosophy is help as many people as I can. And I make my money up more in a large amount of people than trying to make it on this small handful of people that are the only ones that can afford it. Why not make it affordable to everybody? And so we did that and we made some shifts and that bucket increased. And we really, really, really promoted the planner this year. Like really everything depended on it. So I did lots more promotion, lots of live training for some leader groups, which was incredibly helpful. And we probably sold, we haven't sold twice as many planners as we did the year before, but we sold 40% more, let's say that. Do you know what I wow, mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's been exciting. And I wouldn't say that that is taking care of everything to make up for those live speaking things. But the other thing that I did is I really re reworked my campaign of when people become a customer and what's my messaging going out to them. So we started really not just sending sales messages, but like here's content. And we started doing that twice a week. Mm -hmm. And I started going live every single Tuesday night mm -hmm. on my business page, which I had never done before. And I, that went from having 200 people show up in a night to having, you know, 3000 people mm. show up. I'm talking showing up and being on part of the live. And then it was reaching sometimes up to, you know, 7,000 people mm. so that has grown. And we have continued to do that every single Tuesday night at 9 PM Eastern. So anybody listening can, and then I suddenly had a whole bunch of people believe it or not. It was kind of shocking to me. Like, oh, I've never heard of you before. <laughs> and it was like, really? Like I've been around forever, but that was a big, <laughs> um, a big aha for me. And then I really spent hours. I mean, I was on the phone for hours. I interviewed like 35 top leaders across the industry, continued to do that. What are you doing? What are you doing to pivot your group? And I, I really learned a whole new way of training people in what they needed right now. You know, that's one thing I've always prided myself on is being extremely relevant and staying current. And because I do a lot of consulting with companies and a lot of startups, I've had to but I even really became very relevant with what were some of these top leaders doing to pivot their teams mm -hmm. so that then I could train everyone on exact best practices mm -hmm. for online parties, for maximizing their efforts. And so I really invested a lot of me back into my business and then invested into the other people. I shifted my buckets, which is what we all should have the ability to do. So if you're only working your business one way and you're very close-minded to that, that's kind of a foolish thing to do. You should be open-minded to having 
you know, if there's five different ways to work your business, you should at least know what all five are and you should at least be acting on two to three of them, having three buckets going so I can up my, if one bucket isn't working, then man, put the, put the gas on the fire of the other buckets. And that's mm -hmm. what we did. Good. Yes. And like we saw last year that those buckets, any one of those buckets can get taken away at any time. So like you said, you got to be prepared. That was really smart to concentrate on the membership and the planner because as your business was slipping through your fingers, uh, as far as the training and the speaking, the speaking engagements, the, the direct sales industry was seeing this huge explosion because everybody was shopping online. So then everybody's like, well, like you said, they were like, okay, I need to improve my my online selling bucket. So how do I do that? And then they find you and then they're able to get your expertise. And so I think that was so smart to focus that, to shift that focus onto the membership and to the planner, because that's what people wanted and needed for, Absolutely. for 2020. Mm -hmm. It was, and it was a, it was, it was the right thing to do. And I actually am, you know, plus I completely redid my office. So I completely did an overhaul of my office so that I felt confident and professional to present in a way that was well lit, that had, you know, a good, good microphone, good camera, that we've got a nice green screen, we've got good lighting, I've got sound boards on the wall, so there's no echo. So we really created a space and not and it wasn't that expensive. So I've been talking about that a little bit, but I'm actually probably getting ready to do a course on how to look your best online because I'm people need to up their game a little bit <laughs> when it comes to that. Um, I did one free training on how to behave on Zoom just and people thought it was so hysterical. It's funny. Anybody can go check that out on my page. It is pretty funny. I was like saying all the things I've seen on Zoom. <laughs> we got this big influx of people that have no idea what they're doing. It's been hysterical, but it also is funny because you might do those things. So it's like, okay, yeah, I do do that. Ooh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, but don't people listening, don't let the fear of messing it up stop you from going live or going on Zoom because you can improve and you can- A hundred percent. Yes. You have to start where you are and then yes. get better. But yes. for me, because I was in a professional, you know, if I were on stage, I look good. I'm professional. I've got great, you know, lighting. I'm on a big stage. It's, it's big. And so I just felt I, I couldn't get that from- my living room or my dining room or running around my house trying to find the best lighting like in in stressing out over it i was like no i need i need good lighting 100 percent of the time if mm -hmm. i sit down and decide to go live right now i need it to look good right now so mm -hmm. that's right and it, like you said it makes you so much more confident and like even a ring light from Amazon makes a huge difference for sure. <laughs> All right. So you have mentioned, you've been talking about your company, which is step into success. And I have been able to listen to some different trainings and, um, you know, over the years. And one of your big trainings is the four pillars of success. So will you quickly share with us? What are the four pillars of success? So anyone listening can get a little glimpse into what you teach. Okay. So the four pillars are so important and it is what many of our big programs have built on, like the power hour is built on the four pillars of success. The planner is built around, you know, those four pillars of success and they are focus. So you have to be focused, uh, committed, 
you got to be in it to win it. You can't like come in and say, oh, I tried this and this didn't work. I guess I'm out. You have to be committed. You have to be consistent. So you have to show up with the same, same old, same old every day, same mundane tasks. And you have to be organized because organized is where people lose so much time and efficiency. And if they're just doing this as a side hustle, time becomes a critical component of being successful. So this committed, consistent, and organized. So are those in order? Like are those, you know, first of all, be focused or are they just four and it's just in no particular order? They're all important. So which one's most important? They kind of build on each other. There's mm -hmm. almost like a hand in a glove. So you need to be focused on a particular task. So focus is an important piece of anything. But then you need to be committed. So like, if you're going to stay focused, you have to be committed to stay focused, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to be committed. You can't let the least little thing say, oh, this isn't working out or this really isn't for me. You don't know that till you've really given it a really fair shake or exhausted your possibilities of learning. And then consistent, you know, consistent, I guess if I had to pinpoint any one of them, that would be the one that I, even though you're consistent in what? On the things you're focused on. So like that's how they, they all work together like a hand in a glove. But man, oh man, being consistent and especially on social media platforms, they reward that. They reward mm -hmm. consistency. So I would say consistency is huge. And then being organized, you know, will you be successful without being organized? Sure. Can you do it in about half of the amount of time and be create more systems? Like I'm all about systems and you can do that only super effectively when you have them in place. And that creates organization, you know, like even, even something as simple as having a place for your leads to live. Um, even as something as having an electronic opportunity packet on your desktop. So that if somebody does ask, I can quickly send it without having to go to my back office and find it all and download all of it and then send it to the person. Like simple things like that saves you so much time and allows you to do more business. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Now, if you could share one piece of advice, I know this is, this has all been great advice, but if you could share one takeaway for somebody who's just starting in direct sales, somebody who wants to restart their business or somebody who's just in it. And they're like, wow, this is just, it's so hard to be consistent, show up every day. What is some of your, just uh, one piece of advice you'd have for a direct seller listening? Honestly, and I say this not because I'm selling it, but I used to tell my people in my team back even, I mean, I've only had the planner for four years and and I really, it's because I was encouraged by so many people. They're like, there really isn't a planner for the direct selling space, Belinda. I had CEOs telling me that. And so four years ago, I decided to create one. But prior to that, for 30 years. So I just need people to understand it's not like I'm saying that because. But you need a good planner. You need something that you can look at every day. And that planner should be more than a calendar. Like people are like, I can go buy a $20 calendar at Walmart. Well, you can but you're only paying for a calendar and you're paying 20. So why not pay 40 and get something that's got built-in training that has accountability measures that has places for your goals, places for, um, you know, your vision, where you want to go, your uh, work at a glance, you know, your month at a glance, your daily scheduling. Like we have put everything in this planner that an individual would need to do to be successful. 
That's why somebody that's never even done this, they could literally get that planner. We've got 16 video trainings um, supplemented into the center of the planner. So we guide them every step of the way on here are simple steps. And then for people that are new, just getting started, or maybe that want to relaunch, I would say relaunch your business. And that is getting business in a concentrated period of time. So really work at doing those two launch parties, really work at getting four additional ones, like within a 30 day window. If you wanna re-jumpstart yourself, do six parties all over again, maybe relaunch yourself with two. And you can do that every time a new catalog comes out. You can mm -hmm. do a launch. So uh, these are just some of the things that I highly recommend for people that are either new or wanting to sort of jumpstart their self. And my one piece of advice for leaders that want to grow a large team, and this is my one that I always say, this is my biggest piece of advice, and that is help your new recruit bring a recruit in their first 30 days. So if you can really put your energy on that to not just say to do it, but teach them how to do it and then do it alongside them, do it with them, uh, but help them get that first one that cements them into the business creates more retention level, makes the journey more exciting for that new person. We see greater statistics and success. Like I say this till I'm blue in the face and yet this is the one thing that people will not put energy behind and it cracks me up because I've said it forever. I saw it happen with my own team. But today you can even assist with launch parties by going on Zoom. Like we used to always do the launch party for people when we were live in, in, in the home and when they lived in our area. But then all of a sudden that kind of went away because everybody was spread out everywhere. But now we're doing them on Zoom again. And so now guess what? You could, you could help her. You could assist her. You could help her get those additional bookings. You could help her get that one recruit. And oh my gosh, it's a game changer. Mm -hmm. Such great advice. And I can attest that your planner is amazing. I have it myself. So it's wonderful. I just love it. All right. So where can anybody, where can anybody find you if they want to get in touch with you or take advantage of your resources or your planner or whatever you have to offer? Absolutely. So a couple of ways. Um, first of all, our website is www.stepintosuccess.com. So you can go there, our products and resources are there, the planner is listed there. But I highly recommend if people want to also connect with us and sort of really be involved with us is Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do a free training over on our business page, which is Belinda Ellsworth, Direct Selling Expert. And every Tuesday night, that's where you'll find us. And then I have a free group called Success-Express with Belinda. And anyone is welcome to join that group and we do additional training in there. Now, if you really want to be in the know of everything, our paid membership is the absolute best way to connect with us. We do interviews in there. We do, I have a social media trainer who works on our team and she trains in there. So there's constant ideas from both myself and from her, as well as this amazing community of direct sellers. So if somebody posts a question, I find, you know, 10 people answer their question. And it's awesome because some of those people are trying out new things even quicker than we're learning about them. So plus we have a new consultant training center in there, which has over 40 videos included in it. So it's great for a brand new person 
but for our paid members, they actually get to invite three people free every month. Wow. I know that's our new feature that we just added. Uh, I used to do that years ago. And, um, and with new technology, sometimes they don't allow you to do what we actually could do before when we had a programmer design it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we finally have been able to get that figured out. So if you're a member, you get to add three new people every month for free for a trial, two-month trial. And that takes them through that new consultant training center so that they actually can launch their business really, really well. That's great because at the end of the day, we, you and I both, we just want direct sellers to be more successful because when we're more successful, then we are just putting a positive light on our industry, on the industry that we both love so much. 100%. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Belinda. This was so amazing to sit down and chat with you. I appreciate you taking the time to uh, give some wisdom and advice to our listeners. So thank you again for being on the show today. Oh, thanks, Tiffany. It was my pleasure. I, I, I wish your show much continued success. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.